0: Hello and welcome to the Filene Fill-In, the podcast where we fill you in on what's been going on here at Filene's home base and out and about in the financial services world. I'm Holly Fearing and joining me today in today's fill-in is the genius George Offheimer, the beautiful Ben Rogers, and the amazing Andrew Downen. I really like alliteration, guys. So uh, let's get started. Uh, thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, ben, let's start with you. Uh, you were just recently in Australia, is that correct?
1: That's right. It was a lot of fun, and I am beautiful.
0: Of course you are. That's why this is a podcast. <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing in Australia?
1: Yeah, so we have great partners that we work with, actually all around the world, but I was uh, most recently in Australia working with two different groups. One is the AM Institute. Uh, that, that is It's a professional development Organization for everybody who works for Australian Mutuals, uh, which is our credit unions, but that includes banks for them, and also working with Coba, the uh, Customer Owned Banking Association, who we do research with. So, lots of fun, and it's it's really interesting when you spend enough time overseas. It's more it's like the the old phrase: the more things change, the more they stay the same. Because the things that that our partners in Canada and Australia are dealing with are exactly the same things here. What they really want to hear about. Um, in Australia right now is building communities building community uh, communities among dispersed memberships and treating that as a core value proposition uh, They're also really interested in technology and using technology in an interesting way and you know they have big banks just like we have big banks and so they're trying to figure out how do you do, Uh, the right kind of technology and do it at scale, and they're fascinated by um, case studies from the United States because we're still, in a certain sense, just because of our size, the big brother of, well, big brother is probably the wrong phrase, but we're still um, an older sibling. The rich uncle. (laughs) The rich uncle. (laughs) Maybe just the uncle. But either way, because there's still 6,000 U.S. credit unions, they're really fascinated by the variety of different approaches that you see in the united states and so um it's really like cousins getting together and just telling stories about what's going on in the family and it's it's
0: so how many credit unions are in australia
1: i was afraid you were going to ask that there's about 300 in um canada and just less than 100 in australia i think 96 is the right number but they they don't differentiate in the same way we do that includes everybody who's represented by the customer owned banking associations which is traditional credit unions, mutual banks, and what they call friendly societies, which is kind of um, like a lending society.
0: Cool. So um, how does what you were over there doing and um, everything that you've learned and everything you shared, kind of bringing that back to the work that you do here at Filene, how is that um, shaping the future of, of what we're working on?
1: So I think the more time I spend with international credit unions and credit unions here in the United States, the more Um, I feel comfortable with the direction that we're taking the research, which is that regardless of whether you're in Perth or Peoria or a Canadian city that starts with P, Prince Edward Island, um, you're really dealing with the same issues. And so we at Filene, um, over the last year working with our board and our research council, have really zeroed in on five sustainable topics that are that are essential for every credit union to get right and that's how we're going to focus our research in the coming years and just briefly those topics are organizational innovation and entrepreneurship so at the strategy level how do you build a sustainable and sustain uh, a good credit union Um, performance and operational excellence in other words how do you run a good clean operational shop Uh, war for talent how do we get the right people from the front lines all the way to the board table to be working at our at our credit unions and staying up with our credit unions, uh, consumer behavior, um, and then finally emerging technology, and those are topics that everybody cares about. And I've had a really good response uh, from everybody I've told about them. But it's it's just as important there as it is here, uh, and we can be we can help on the research side to answer those questions, regardless of where the credit union is.
0: Great. So we look forward to hearing more about those topics as they develop. And uh, before we move on, I. You mentioned Prince Edward Island. I know there's some really good mussels there. Uh, What is something that you had in Australia that was delicious? So
1: I ate, believe it or not, and maybe not surprisingly, Sydney. I was in Sydney, and they have a great uh, Asian fusion scene because there's so many people who come from Asia. And I had amazing pork dumplings that were like, there was nothing fancy about it. The presentation was just normal, but they were... Delightful. They were made with pork and heaven all together inside of a roll.
0: Right, because they're closer to heaven, right down on the south southern hemisphere.
1: That's right. Heaven is closer because the atmosphere is thinner and it's hotter right. and right.
0: all of that. And uh, do they do they farm pigs there?
1: Probably okay. mostly <laughs> sheep. I heard a lot about sheep from the in from people from inland Australia, but I'm sure that there's pork in the mix as well.
0: All right, and uh, George, mm. how, did you have any? Pork dumplings in Scotland
2: I did not I did not Uh, but I did try haggis which um, I've uh, managed not to look up what's in haggis because I've been told if I know what's in haggis I probably would uh, not have eaten it
0: true so let's let's back up a second here because uh, you were in Scotland that's where you had you had this haggis Uh, why why were you eating haggis in
2: Scotland Uh, It's a long story, but um, I'll keep it really brief. Uh, Our good friends uh, over at CUNY Mutual Europe uh, and Paul Walsh, who's the president and CEO, uh, was part of a day-long event held in the Scottish Parliament, uh, hosted by some of the parliamentarians and uh, the equivalent of our Speaker of the House uh, to convene all of the credit unions in the country of Scotland to talk about the notion of making Scotland a credit union nation. And basically what that meant was creating laws uh, creating opportunities making funds available to credit unions to grow and thrive uh, in the country of scotland
0: all right and what was your favorite part of that trip that you had
2: you know i I think the favorite part uh, was the surprise of what the event was like Um, here in the states if you're told hey there's an event being held at the u.s capitol uh, it's usually some sort of basement room uh, where there's no windows and there's maybe three people in attendance. Uh, this meeting was actually held in the formal chambers of Parliament, and I wasn't fully aware of that. I was uh, brought into the, to the venue and uh, brought to an anteroom, which was really nice, and I didn't know any of the uh, characters that were in there, and um, I had the presence of mind not to uh, ask what their roles were. And it turns out it, it was the Speaker of the House um, of the Parliament and one of the, uh, the ranking parliamentarians um, and um, uh, was then ushered into the, uh, to, to the full uh, chamber and was able to deliver uh, a talk about some of the research that we've done at Feline that was um, very useful and interesting for the Scottish Credit Union. So just the... Uh, the uh, the ability to uh, stand on the floor of the Scottish Parliament and uh, address some of the research findings that we've had over the years was was pretty special.
0: And what is next for you uh, in in that respect of kind of speaking about our research and thinking about what resonates with people? Uh, what what have you brought home, and in what direction are you going with your work now?
2: Yeah, I would I would echo Ben's thoughts about uh, all of the travel that we do outside of North America. The the more it's uh, you know the further you go the more it stays the same Um, so the stuff that they were interested in was Uh, related to how do small credit unions thrive and we've done a lot of research uh, around that Uh, so we'll continue to share the research with uh, scottish credit unions credit unions in the uk credit unions in uh, ireland uh, about those opportunities because they do tend to be a little bit smaller than us Uh, and then i think going forward is just uh, opening up opportunities for awareness about what feline is and the fact that we are a very specialized organization that looks at customer owned or mutual or credit union cooperatively owned financial institutions and um, making the knowledge that we've acquired over the years available to as wide an audience as possible. And that may lead into uh, opportunities uh, such as uh, some of our impact programming, maybe some of the ideas that we're working on here and working with U.S. and Canadian credit unions we can bring over to Scotland, maybe it's innovation programming, uh, and so on and so forth. So um, we have a special relationship with uh, our friends in the U.K. and Ireland, and um, that's that's pretty much uh, what we hope to continue.
0: Any future trips that you are aware of so far?
2: To that part of the world? Anywhere. Um, uh, next week I'm going to Costa Rica. But not for, for work. work. Not oh. for work. Not for okay, work. Okay. I will okay. not be uh, in my uh, blue suit uh, at all. No ties. Um, it'll be a lot a lot more formal. You know, a lot less formal. Yeah.
0: You're going to find some credit unions to visit though?
2: Uh, you know, I probably won't. No? I probably won't. I'll probably... Um, uh, keep uh, personal life uh, and work life separate during that.
0: You night could maybe night. try to organize one um, with like the marine life. I,
2: yeah, I think I think uh, after the sun goes down, we'll try and organize uh, lots of credit unions. Mm-hmm. That'll be really fun. I'll yeah. report back on that. Okay, that'll be the great. next great, great. Definitely,
0: we've okay. got a topic already. Great. Uh, thank you, and and Andrew, yes. you. You, were, uh, you had an international experience as well, but you didn't have to travel quite as far. Uh, it sounds like you were able to bring people from Asia, from South America, from Europe, together in our nation's capital can you tell us a little bit about that experience
3: sure so yeah as uh, George and Ben were uh, traversing the planet uh, meeting with uh, others in foreign countries uh, we had the opportunity my colleague Marnie Renteri and I to host a group uh, from a program called the CIBP which uh, stands for the Confederation of International Popular Banks Uh, people's banks translates into cooperative banks uh, basically credit unions but on the international stage and uh, this was a group of mid-level executives from Asia, North Africa, Europe, South America that uh, come together for the course of a year and attend three different modules. Uh, The first in Germany is around uh, strategy. There's a module that's uh, held on leadership and then we had the uh, module about innovation. So we uh, walked this group through a uh, four-day process of learning about the Filene method of innovation that we teach our i3ers. So um, the the program that we've had a ton of success with here in the United States, we uh, gave a little taste of that to our foreign visitors. Uh, And it was really uh, exciting and enriching to see uh, these individuals from four corners of the earth sharing the same sorts of problems and challenges that credit unions in the United States have. So challenges around increasing regulation and how can they uh, continue to uh, maintain stability in the face of increasing regulation. Challenges of uh, new competitors that are entering markets in Germany and Asia and beyond. Uh, the same sorts of challenges that U.S. credit unions are having. And uh, got the chance to Share with them the process that we use to come up with innovative solutions to meet those challenges on behalf of credit unions, popular banks. And it was really exciting to see them walk out of the innovation immersion with three tangible prototypes that they could then take back to their individual cooperative banks, wherever they're located, and put into practice.
0: Very cool. It's always interesting to me when you have that many people from different cultures together, um, how they kind of can find common ground and... um, you know share stories and and have a good laugh over cultural differences were there any instances where there was some Cultural mix ups or anything funny because there's so many different people from so many different backgrounds all together in one spot?
3: So it's always uh, fascinating to bring uh, people from different countries together. And of course, there were the, the, the uh, required jokes uh, around the, the Germans and how regimented and uh, formal and on time they were. We had a, a chance to do a, a monument tour, and uh, they were always at the head of the pack ready to go to the next uh, location. But uh, one of the things that uh, stands out in my mind that it was one of the, the funniest uh, commonalities of everybody. Uh, actually started with one of the innovation techniques that we teach in the Filene method. And all politics aside, uh, there was an innovation technique called what would Donald do? Uh, and the idea is if you were Donald Trump or if Donald Trump uh, were leading a credit union and you had no lack of financial resources and uh, no lack of, let's say, uh, boldness, <laughs> what would you do to solve the problems? And so, uh, people from France and from Morocco seeing that, um, wow, you can actually incorporate Donald Trump into an innovation methodology. Uh, it led to a few jokes, I will admit. Uh, and who knew that um, politics in the US would bound together people from around the world?
0: <laughs> Very cool. And George, you've, you're you a fan of uh, making those kinds of jokes as well. Didn't you have a, a bit of the stage um, in the parliament uh, to, to do some Donald Trump impersonation
2: I don't know if you'd call it an impersonation but the uh, interestingly the Scottish Parliament and members of the Parliament there had had one-to-one interactions with uh, Donald Trump uh, based on his uh, land holdings uh, in that country and uh, they had specific opinions uh, about uh, mr. Trump that they shared with me uh, in a very Mm -hmm. um, open manner
0: Uh, Donald Trump gets just so much airtime, uh, and and I feel like we often forget about Donald Duck. So, um, Ben, do you have any uh, any Donald Duck jokes that you want to um, tell us, or or maybe think about for next time? Uh,
1: we'll have to think about them for next time. But I do, I do want to refer to a joke that I saw from For well, not a joke, but a survey from Forbes magazine that tried to estimate the holdings. Of Scrooge McDuck's mm. actual fortune so they went through the comic strip they estimated you know how deep the gold was and at the current price <laughs> of gold and the land holdings um, and according to Forbes Scrooge McDuck is worth approximately and speaking of Scottish people mm. worth approximately $40 billion in today's in 2015 dollars
0: and spoken by a true researcher, only a researcher would get a joke mixed up with a survey. A
1: survey—that's that's the closest I can get to a Donald Duck joke. But was that, was, that, uh, was that inflation adjusted? Uh, it was inflation adjusted okay. to 2015 dollars. Okay. Yeah, thank you.
0: Excellent. And the gold
1: fluctuates wildly, so we don't know what it's going to be tomorrow.
2: Yeah. So, so this the, these uh, investment performance is no indication of uh, future investment performance. Okay, thank that's you. What he's trying
0: to yeah. say. Okay, thank you for the disclosure there. So, this yeah, with all, all
3: those billions of dollars that exist in the in the duck family, they still can't afford to buy pants. No, <laughs> Andrew is the one who took it away. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to the guy who worked for Disney for a while. Yeah, I <laughs> knew
1: we'd sad. get a Donald yeah.
0: Duck joke in there somewhere. <laughs> so, before we go, we're almost full up on the fill up here. Um, just wanted to add what are you guys most excited about that that's coming up
1: Uh, I'm really excited and this is back to the centers of excellence so we've announced two of the centers the first uh, announced center is the organizational innovation and entrepreneurship center which is headed by our good friend Dennis Campbell who's a professor at Harvard Business School Uh, the first colloquium which is an in-person one-day kind of intense session around that topic is going to be June 14th uh, at Harvard so Uh, Stay tuned to our site. You'll see the announcement soon to sign up. We really hope that you'll be there. It's free for Filene members. So uh, if you care about strategy and uh, building a sustainable credit union for tomorrow, you're going to want to be at the center.
3: Gosh, so from the uh, the innovation uh, world. Uh, The thing that stands out in my mind is our our incubator that we're just now kicking off. Uh, It's aiming to help bring uh, more affordable financial access specifically to minority households. So we are very fortunate to receive some funding from Visa and from the Ford Foundation uh, to test five products that are already having some localized success at credit unions and organizations around the country at meeting the needs of minority households. And uh, we're really excited because now we're inviting credit unions around the country to be a part of the testing to say, you know, can we take the best of what's going on in, uh, in the country and test it at our credit unions and see if we can have some positive impact for minority households. So I'm really excited to have credit unions join us over the next 18 months.
0: All right, very good. Well, I really appreciate you guys uh, for being here, talking, taking the time to talk with us today. Um, Join us next time on the Filing Fill-In podcast, and we'll have more jokes, we'll have more updates, and potentially a topic on...
2: Uh, well, ducks have already been spoken about, so I think next time we probably need to talk about hippopotami.
0: All right, you heard it first. Hippopotami. I a slogan
1: to finish the podcast. How about we all finish with a rousing, fill her up. Okay. All right, up. on three. three. One, two, two three. 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 Fill her up.
0: All right. Thanks. Any hashtags? I know that last time we did a test, uh, we did a hashtag.
2: I, you know, I think the uh, I think the most memorable one is hashtag Never been a better time to be a credit union. Yes. All right. We'll keep that one
0: going. And we'll I have one. Going.
3: Hashtag Help us figure out a better shear than filler up.
0: <gasps> All right. You heard it. Thanks, everyone.